So a big reason as to why I do what I do when it comes down to women and money and why I truly made a lifelong commitment to helping women get paid more is because I went through a really dark period in my life. And I figured, and not that I figure, but I know that so many of us, so many women go through this exact same problem, which is the agony of wanting to contribute to the workforce, wanting to work, wanting to serve the world with our purpose or with our career or even with a job and get paid for it, get paid what we deserve and, and get noticed for what we do, right? Now, I share this story because I know it's not just my story. You see, back in the day, during the Great Recession, I quite literally applied to 1,231 jobs, 1,231 jobs, and I got rejected from every single one of them. Even McDonald's rejected me twice. And these are not good times. Not only was my husband deployed in um, Iraq in the middle of the war, my dad had just died. And <laughs> to top it off, I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, which beautiful, beautiful city. I love it. I grew to love it, but I was new there. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any friends. And all I wanted was to feel like a valued, contributed member of society. Yet I kept getting rejected and pushed back. And every time that I'd ever gone to either ask for a raise or try and get a job, it just felt like doors were slammed shut on me. And I was like, what the heck? I'm doing everything that I was supposed to do. I went to a good university. I went to a good school. I had the education, like I was capable of these opportunities, yet all I got was no, 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 no. So anyhow, back to the 1,231 jobs. When I hit that mile marker, if you will, of 1,231 jobs, I knew this because back then you had to, if you wanted to claim unemployment, which on the salary of like a, a first or second lieutenant, which was my husband's ranking at that point, uh, which is not a very big salary in the military, in the military at that, like, it's just like the entry level officer salary. We couldn't make ends meet. So I needed, I needed unemployment. I was desperately looking for a job, applying all in. Now, if you've met me, you know, I go all in with everything that I do. Uh, but that's a story for another day. So this particular day, I, you know, in order for you to claim an unemployment check, you had to line up at the unemployment office, show your list of jobs that you'd applied to and bring your resume in order for the unemployment clerk to say yay or nay, you qualify for a check. And uh, this particular day, I lined up roughly around 5 a.m. so that they could see me by, I think I was in the office in the building by 8.39 and they opened at seven. Like the line went out for blocks and blocks. Um, and when it was my turn to go up to the clerk, the guy looks at my list of jobs, seeing the two rejections on there for McDonald's and then looks at my resume that said, you know, showed that I'd gone to good East Coast uh, 
education university that's, you know, pretty expensive education. And looks at me and says, geez, I guess that expensive East Coast education didn't pay off, did it? I'm like, I don't know if that guy was having a bad day or what. But I didn't even make it out of the building. I collapsed on my way out, just bawling. Bawling, feeling so useless, so dejected, so worthless. And unemployable. It was just rejection after rejection. I felt so flippin' worthless. And I just kept thinking, like, why? Why am I so unworthy of a job? Why am I such a, like, burden to society? All I wanted, all I ever wanted to do was be a contributing factor, let alone getting paid well. Like, I just want a job. I want to feel valued. I want someone that I can serve or that I can help and that I can make a difference. Anything. I don't even care that it's not my dream job or that it's my dream passion. I just want anything. But yet it felt as if though all signs in the workforce were saying, screaming at me, you're not worthy of being a member, a contributing member of society. Now, I sat on that humiliation for a couple of days and, uh, you know, me collapsing on the floor, crying, bawling. At this point, I just couldn't care less what everybody said. But there there were thousands of people there lined up, thousands watching me. And they were all in a miserable boat. So it wasn't like I was getting anybody's real sympathy, right? (sighs) But anyhow, I sat on that for a few weeks. And there was this tiny little voice inside, this tiny little voice that you know sometimes you tend to ignore. Well, for a change here, I didn't actually ignore it. And it kept on getting louder and louder in my head. It was this little voice that kind of kept saying, like, well, what, if it, what, if it, what if it isn't me who's unworthy? What if it's just that I've gotten this all wrong? I'm not. It's not that I'm a failure. It's just that I haven't figured out how to crack the code. I'm playing by the games, by the rules that someone gave me. And those rules are not working. And like, I had this sudden jolt of inspiration. They said, you know what? I did everything everybody told me I had to do. Go to the good school. You'll get a good job. Start with any job. And I started with some good jobs. Got the good internships. Did the things a good girl should do. And uh, clearly, it wasn't working. So I said, you know what? I'm going to figure this out a different way. There's got to be a way. I think that the system is broken. It's not me who's broken. And lo and behold, what ensued was insane. It was It's just crazy. Within a matter of weeks of being rejected twice by McDonald's, I landed multiple different jobs in cities like Washington, D.C. Well, the the one that I took, the one that I ended up taking, was in Washington, D.C., working for an international international aid organization called the Inter-American Development Bank, which is kind of the equivalent of the World Bank, but for Latin America, managing projects and budgets and running the show at a level that I was like, 
this is insane. I can't, like, I cannot believe that this happened. And there was a couple of steps, obviously, to get there, to crack that code. But from there, I went to land some even bigger corner office jobs and just, lo and behold, opportunity after opportunity kept presenting itself when I replicated the system that I'd created. Now, what was that system? The system was basically saying, I get to make the rules here. I'm going to make the rules and they're going to have to play my way. And you know what? Crazy enough, it worked. And it worked so well that time after time, I'd either get promoted or I'd get another big, huge Ivy League job or huge partnerships. And to this day, I still get opportunities like with Google or the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, organizations that I'm like, this is crazy. How the heck do I land these kind of contracts or partnerships and what have you? I have no idea how I can get this lucky. And then I'm like, well, you know what? It really isn't that lucky. It's the strategy. And this is exactly why we've created Her Money School is because I know that I'm not the only woman out there. Maybe if you're listening to this, look, I've been there. And I've been in the situation where I was not happy with what I was earning. I was actually at that point, I wasn't earning anything, but I didn't know how to go about contributing and getting paid for my contribution in the world. I hated my resume. I hated the job application process. And it was just one of the lowest times in my life. And I know that it's so true for so many women out there. And this is exactly why we've created the Her Money School system to help you not only figure out your worth, but figure out how to actually advocate for it. Now, there's this whole notion that you got to work with your resume and then your LinkedIn profile and then apply to jobs. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's scratch that. Because guess what? Your resume, if you dread looking at it, it's for a reason. If you dread updating it, it's for a reason. You should not dread updating your resume. So this is why I show you exactly how to go about putting it together. Your LinkedIn profile, gosh, if you don't know how to hack the algorithm, why the heck even have a LinkedIn profile? And then applicant tracking systems is like this huge, it's like it's a virtual repository or dumpster of resumes. So it's, a, it's, you know, like they talk about the resume pile. It's literally like you, instead of hand delivering your resume and putting it in the pile, you actually put it in a pile by clicking a button. So anyhow, in Her Money School, not only do we help you get ahead and leapfrog everybody else in the resume pile, but we also figure out how to advocate, how to negotiate for what you deserve. So that's really at the crux of how her money school started. And yeah, and that's my story. And I'm here, you know, Great Recession was what, 2008? We're in well into the 2020s. And uh, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful to see how many tens of thousands of women we've helped not only reinvigorate their careers and their passion and their purpose and build multiple revenue streams aside from their careers, 
but the tens of millions of dollars that have been returned to their pockets because they always deserved it. It's just that nobody showed them the ropes on how to actually go about doing this. So yeah, that's what I'm here for is to help you figure out the ropes on that little nudging that inside of you says, it keeps reminding you like, I could be doing better. I should be doing better. You know what? Your gut instinct is always, always right. So welcome to Money, Her Money School. And I'm thrilled I get to partner with you in this journey.